I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this, this is That Other F Word. Hey, everybody. So today we're going to talk about one of the most loaded phrases in the English language today, which is toxic masculinity. I was like, which one are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the one that sounds dangerous. <laughs> like, well, the word toxic is in there. It sounds like a biohazard. It, it is a biohazard, actually. <laughs> um, so... First of all, I guess we'll just say what it is. I was going to say, yeah, you want to tell us what toxic masculinity is? So I'm going to read this part of this that I think you, like, did you copy and paste this from Wikipedia? Well, it's either, it was either from Wiki, yeah, I think it's Wiki. Okay. So the concept of toxic masculinity is used in psychology and gender studies to refer to certain norms of masculine behavior in North American Europe, which I didn't realize it was just those places, but that are associated with harm to society and to men themselves. Traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant, along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence. Scholars argue that socialization of boys after oh, often normalizes violence, such as the saying, boys will be boys, with regard to bullying and aggression. Um, and so there's a lot to this. Um, I think oh, self-reliance and emotional repression are correlated with increased psychological problems in men, such as depression, increased stress, and substance abuse. I mean, it's probably just those those countries have done, like, studies, but, like, Latin American men are very, like, machismo. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, right. just, they just won't do those studies. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, it's just a generalization, just saying. I think we can boil this down to saying that it's suppressing, suppressing emotions or masking distress, maintaining an appearance of hardness, and violence is an indicator of power. So, like, tough guy behavior. So, basically, oil, oil with all of that. No um, so, I think it. I think this term, like, kind of originated in, you know, like gender studies classes, and and you know, like in an academic kind of context. But now it's it's really really used. It's actually used to the point that I wasn't actually sure what it meant. Like the first several times I heard it, right. I like, and I think it was kind of lumped in with like mansplaining and man spreading and all of these things. That <laughs> and I think at this point, like it's now just a term that nobody. I don't know how many people actually know what they're talking about when they say that word, right? Because I actually heard somebody say it one time, and I was like, I don't think that's. I've heard you that a lot, and I've means. never used it because I don't actually know what that means, right? Um, and so, I, yeah, I, what is it? Kind, I mean. Yeah. Is there like an easy way to kind of... Well, that's what I was saying, like boiled down to those three things. Okay. I think we're talking... So we're talking about um, suppressing emotions or masking distress. So like, I'm okay. Um, which, by the way, we have kind of actually talked about this in the self-care episode with We with talk Mitch, about that a lot. Remember. We yeah. actually talk about that. We talk about it in an army too. We talk about it a lot because yeah. like guys won't... They're not allowed to be a certain way. Right. Right. Uh, maintaining an appearance of hardness, which kind of goes hand in hand with that. And then violence as an indicator of power. So being a being a tough dude and, you know. Um, I, I yeah. hear tough guy and I think like mafia. Just, just saying. Well, and I finally, in preparation for this episode, I finally watched that Gillette ad. Have you all seen that? I don't think I've seen the Gillette ad. People if, were really mad they about were it. Really, I think I saw it right when it happened and it's gone. I, I don't have a good memory. So it's we'll post it when we post this episode. I, I'm assuming a lot of people have seen it. It played during the Super Bowl, I believe, or that's what Shane Young said. Um, here was his, basically... We watched the Super Bowl together. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. 
Trina and I were obviously paying super strict attention. I actually think we were working on podcast stuff. We were. The Super Bowl was not all that fun this year. So um, Rin and I worked on on podcast stuff. So and we were there and we probably and, yeah. saw it, but weren't we were underwhelmed. Yes. Um, no, I, I specifically did not remember seeing it. And I actually thought it was a fine ad. I, I, people were really upset about it, though, or, and or really inspired by it. Uh, actually, probably not and, just or. Probably mm-hmm. People probably weren't like inspired and angry at the same time. Um, so I asked Shane, after, I, like, I made him watch it with me, and I asked him if he was upset about it. And he said, of course I'm not upset. I'm not an oversensitive baby. Which remarkably underscores the reason for the ad. Um, <laughs> he said, "This, of course, this is like the get off my lawn side of Shane speaking. Sell your razors and get over yourselves." Uh, it wraps it up at the end, but it says media is to blame. He was bothered by the coddling in it, um, and he said parents probably didn't like it because it made them feel judged. So basically, what happens in this video or this ad is. Um, like shows like a kid who's being bullied and the mom is comforting him and she's crying and the kid's crying. And then also there's like some boys fighting. And then it's like this huge line of dads like saying, boys will be boys, will be boys, will be boys, will be like on repeat. And um, it basically like, and then shows men exhibiting other kinds of inappropriate behavior and like other men correcting them. And um yeah, it's fine. I, you know, Shane's like, just sell your razors and move on with your life. Sometimes stuff like that is nice. And like, I actually enjoyed it a little bit. But um, he, the part about the coddling, his reaction to that was what mm-hmm. got me because, so what I saw when I watched it was like, here's this sweet little kid. I actually like, may, and maybe this is just me because we've talked about this in other contexts too. Like, to me, kids are kids. And like, yes, like sometimes they like different stuff, but. Being bullied, I, I don't feel like that should be handled, depending on why they're being bullied or whatever. If a little boy is being bullied or a little girl is being bullied, I don't know why that should be handled or treated any differently. It shouldn't be. It used to be treated. I mean, it might have been treated differently. My dad, for instance, with us, we weren't treated differently. I mean, my dad always said, don't start a fight, but end it. And if somebody hits you, you hit him back harder and finish it. Like, you know, which is not, <laughs> not necessarily the right answer, but... <clears throat> We were raised the same way, but I don't think that's always true. I think boys, it's like buck up. That's kind of life. You're going to get picked on. You're going to be made fun of. And girls, it's more like, oh, no, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Yeah. Well, actually, I was watching. So one of my favorite shows that Katrina won't watch is called (laughs) Queer Eye. And it's on Netflix. And I love It's like basically self-care for me just to watch that show. But uh, one of them on there, his name's Karamo Brown, I think. And he, so he's kind of their like self-care guy like he's a he's a therapist and he helps these people kind of deal with the emotional issues in addition to like you know learning how to like you know the best ways to groom and dress and you know build their house and you know all this stuff so he was talking about when he was younger he like played football and um there was one time he fell down and hurt himself and his coach's reaction was get up and dust that off and then he looked over on a different place on the field there was a girl running hurdles and she fell and hurt herself and the same coach ran over and was like, oh, honey, are you okay? And his reaction was like, what the hell? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've been a coach of boys and girls, and right. my, I didn't, I, I would have told all of them to rub some dirt on it and get over it and get a sip of water and come right. back. I mean, so, right. You know. So, first things first, 
But I'm a girl. I don't know. Right. Maybe that matters. Right. You're also just like a tough person. I kind of so, am. But I would probably treat them the same way. And right. I would both, just both of them. Just both like, of them. Oh, my God. You're right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. We wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have treated the boy differently than the no. girl. No. It would have. We might have treat. I will treat them different per, per but their personality as an individual. It, yeah, because like if I know, like all my all my kids have had distinctly different personalities, and some kids need coddling, and some kids kids need to be told to rub the dirt on it and get up. Like right. I mean, I probably actually needed like I mean the I, rub the get some throw I some dirt on it, a get a sip, and and get get back out there. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. So first things first. Do we think this is a real? thing toxic masculinity i mean i think it's it's another something that's been labeled yeah i mean it's just a behavior that we're calling something now but it is a thing i think so yeah uh i think so too i think the boys will be boys thing is super prevalent yes it's also not constructive that's right it's getting old right that's what's that's what's gotten us kind of i think into certain places here in this culture well i think it excuses behavior right that it does that kind of devalues women like when it comes to what girls are allowed to wear to school which I understand like I have talked to female teachers before who have been like girls don't need to be wearing you know stuff that goes against dress code and all but like but some of it is it's like really really silly because I defied dress code and got in trouble all the time actually and my mom had to come in and say (laughs) look she's just you know because we weren't allowed to wear tank tops and we weren't allowed to like wear sandals well I was wearing like a wife beater with a sports bra and like basketball shorts and slides with socks I wasn't distracting anybody <laughs> with my beautiful feminine wiles. Well, and then making a girl go home or change if she's wearing something that, you know, I understand if it's like a crazy miniskirt, but if it just is a tall girl and her, like, it's just not going to come down to her knees well, or whatever. I mean, like, some of us, we've, t- I mean, I talk about this. There's, there are girls who are very, very um, sinewy and thin and where we could be like maybe the same size. Something looks, I look like a hooker in it and she <laughs> looks like a model. Like well, we're built she, differently, so it might be different, but really. And if she has to go home and change because she's distracting boys, why is her education not important, important there? than theirs? Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that's definitely a thing. Um, men do have higher rates of suicide and loneliness. And I... You know, I listened to a whole podcast on this hidden brain. It was really interesting, but it was talking about how, um, you know, when when kids are little, boys will actually like hold hands and like kiss each other on the cheek the same way girls will. Right. And then at some point, they're told that's not what boys do, and so then it limits some men. I don't think this is true for all men, but I think it limits some men from having the same kind of close relationships that women do, like the same kind of close friendships. Sure. Um, and I think some of that is like nature. Like some I know of that's culture too, though. Like, and we talk about this a lot because I am, I think, uniquely able to talk about some of that. Donnie being, you know, Latin, they are a lot more mm-hmm. affectionate, even between men. Yeah, they don't. They he kisses the his uncle on the cheek just like he would kiss his aunt. He'd hug them, you know. So it's it, it's some of it is cultural, also. Yeah. Well, it's not, there's going to be difference. I mean, we had that whole episode on friendship. Um, so there's going to be difference in, the, in those relationships. They don't have anything to do with this, probably, like what they yeah. spend their time doing and what they talk about. But like, there should be no shame in having a close relationship, right? Um, and really, happiness, happiness is love and relationships and other people. Even if you're an introvert, like you, nobody is truly happy. Like if you live in Antarctica and aren't talking to anybody. So, well, I might be. Well, not forever. <laughs> really? 
You could do a few months. I, <laughs> all right. Well, if you think so. <laughs> I could like remote into the podcast. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Talk yeah. to you guys for a few minutes every week and be fine. But I think, just, just saying. <laughs> I don't humans, have to actually see either of humans, you. Humans need human interaction. That's, all right. Fine. Uh, animal, I'm not human. <laughs> well, that's a whole different conversation, Katrina. <laughs> all right. Back to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean... We're like a herdy animal. I mean, you know what yes. I mean? Um, yes. Most people do actually enjoy other people. Yes. Um, so, let's see. Men are nearly twice as likely as women to have been intoxicated behind the wheel or involved in a fatal... So, I feel like I should have proceeded that something. I think alcohol dependence is also a thing and with men. Well, there's a... Um, well, with so- people, with humans, too. It is with humans. But socially, like, guys get together. So you and I get together, and we're like, oh, we'll go grab a bite. Guys are like, oh, let's go grab a beer. Yeah. And then let's go binge drink to, you know, do whatever it is. And, you know, I mean, there is, there, there's a level of... Well, and I think, you know, the same way that we're told to, like, take care of ourselves and talk through things, men are they're not, not. to do that. That's so, right. Like, they have to suppress it. Let's just keep drinking until it goes away. Let's numb it up. Yeah. Let's drink till she's pretty. And drink till we stop crying. <laughs> Got it. We drink until we cry. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, yeah. So men are twice as likely to binge drink as women. Approximately eight point four percent of men met the criteria for alcohol dependence uh, in the last year. Whenever the study was, um, excessive drinking in men increases aggression, raising the risk of physical assault on another person. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of. Like it sounds like a vicious cycle again right. to me. Well, yeah, it's because they're not allowed to just be whatever it is that they want to be. Yeah. Well, and I feel like normally when we hear like toxic masculinity, like I said, it's like in the same group as like, yeah, look at all the way these people are being jerks, like the man spreading, like take like taking up too much room no, on no, the it, subway. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's different. I think of it as something different at least. So when you think about your life, where have you? I've like got a whole list here. I mean, but like <clears throat> mine because I mean maybe more in my I don't know in work life and whatnot because I work with a lot of men who are in uh-huh. higher positions of power and it, it, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of men in my life who have been like that. Um, I mean, even Donnie will be that way when Donnie gets upset or more emotional than he thinks. He should be. It's a thing. Right. And it's like, you're you're kind of allowed. Plus, he's a lot more of an emotional and, you know, person than I am. And so, but then all of a sudden, it's like weird. And I'm like, why? Like, why? Okay. I mean, why all of a sudden? But it does also tie into drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he's drinking and he gets a little bit more emotional maybe than yeah. he would normally. And then it's like ashamed of being emotional. Yeah. But he wouldn't be emotional if he hadn't been drinking. But yeah. he wouldn't have drank if he hadn't been emotional in the first place. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's a lot. <laughs> well, and I also think the reason I really wanted to do an episode about this was because a few weeks ago, Shane and I were having, I don't know if I, it wasn't a fight. It was, we were, we were arguing and we kind of were like drilling down on some things. And I, like, after it had kind of calmed down, we were talking. And he said to me that, and he said to me that he's afraid that if he's not perfect and he's strong all the time, that I'm going to leave him. And this is not because of anything you've ever done. No. You're not. Yes. No. That's not who I am. And I like, it just kind of like in that moment washed over me. And I was like, this is what toxic masculinity is. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of reasons why that Shane would have that in his brain. Um, 
but it just broke my heart to hear that that's in there, that that's like right. affecting his behavior and his think, like his thoughts. Like just the fact that that is in his brain drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, but I've also, I think, so one of the first times that I, like a, another example that was like in my life, um, I had a friend who had a family member who came to visit. And then when the family member was leaving, um, their child was upset and, and crying. And um, it was actually a female child. And so the family member who was male, you know, got down and was like, oh, no, don't cry. Be strong. Mm-hmm. No, no, she can. It's kind of normal for a kid to be upset. Well, that I mean, they love is like, yeah. <laughs> and they were she like, to be strong. She's a child. Right? She's, she's, she's plenty good. of time to have to be strong. L- Let life, it out while you can. Life is full of opportunities to be strong. That's right. <laughs> this doesn't have to be one of them. Well, I, she in the moment like called it toxic masculinity, not to him, but when she was recounting it to me and I was like, oh, but it is, that's right. That's crying is weakness. Yeah. Um, you know, all of the, any kind of emotion is weakness. Well, I think those are examples of like how toxic masculinity is bad and how it affects other people, but also in how it affects, you know, the masculines <laughs> themselves. So um, we actually had a little bit of it. We had our own little toxic masculine experience the other night. If you want to talk about it. I'd, I'd love nothing better to talk about <laughs> beating everybody at bowling again. Um that's a problem. So, <laughs> I mean, me, of course, being an antagonist to them, <laughs> and those thems, I mean, by Donnie and Shane, um, I'm like, you guys going to do better than last time we bowled? Because remember, I, I beat you both last time when we bowled, and they're both like, yeah, right, you know, you're not going to beat us again. And then I did. And I mean, so Donnie was bowling. Shane was doing really well, actually. He was not being a big baby. Well, I mean, he wasn't being that big of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was a baby when he, it was for a fundraiser and one of the organizers just for one round, for some reason made everyone granny bowl backwards. Yeah. One frame, but not, not everyone on the team. This literally just, just happened just one time. And it happened to be Shane. <laughs> so the next one I, I threw into the gutter and right. he's like, you didn't do it on purpose or whatever. And I was like, it doesn't matter. We're going to have an even game. And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> That made it even. Our our first frame on this, you know, our first go at this frame, we both got zero. I'm still going to beat you. And he he didn't get too terribly bad. But then Donnie was not bowling well at all. And was like, we got to start practicing bowling more. We need to start doing oh. this more. This is shameful. And But here's the th- the best part about that is that, and this happens to me all the time. I'm not good at things like bowling. I'm not good at things like pool. I'm not good at things like darts. This is not a strength of mine. It's never gonna be, but I'm fine with it just going and doing it, right? Like, yeah, I like it doesn't. We don't I have to upset. be good at it. No, no. And what's funny is I'm not competitive at all, but I really enjoy beating Donnie and Shane <laughs> just because they take it so badly. But I would say about thirty percent of the time that we were there, they were both giving me instructions on That's how to right. be a better bowler. Contradictory, and, contradictory mm-hmm. suggestions, and sometimes contradictory from the same person. And like, it was <laughs> That's not correct. It was not effective. And obviously, both not bowling experts. And by the way, yeah. And by the way, Katrina was winning. She at no point, if I had asked you for some tips, you probably would have given them to me. But like, but at no they, point did I offer any kind of. I said, okay, do good. 
Yeah, yeah. Have fun. Or we're like, oh, that wasn't your best. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that one was money. I or, mean, or I like how you curtsied after that one. That's right. right. I mean, at no point did I say, oh, if you really lengthen your stride and uh, release yeah. the ball at the whatever step. I heard I needed better momentum. I needed to go faster. I needed to go up there and just stand and then do it. You need to go it's slower. I, like, it was... Everything. And I'm so used to this that now I just kind of like nod and smile. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. Because Donnie was at least aware that he like shouldn't have been doing it. So he was like, I'll stop. I'll stop. And I was like, no, you're good. Just whatever. do whatever. Because uh, it's actually not about me. It's not about you at all. <laughs> it was about them and me. trying to make it to where even though we're bowling really badly, we actually know what we're doing. <laughs> I don't. I know. Yeah. And yeah. so of all the people who were giving instructions, it was still the two losers. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's really funny. And so I'm not competitive at all. I mean, I don't care. Like, I'm just going up and throwing a ball down the lane. I well, ju- also, it just doesn't matter. How about you try bowling with two giant bowling balls on your chest next exactly. time? Dudes? I mean, yes. We're at a disadvantage. I'm, I mean, I'm not at a disadvantage. No, I, I literally can't you, move my arm yes, the same way. It's true. <laughs> and, and for the record, you're lefty and you bowl right-handed, which is a very strange phenomenon to me. <laughs> And so, also, what is really funny? Let's let's rewind here. Rin said, "I do sporty things with my right hand," and I was like, um, "Rin, <laughs> what sporty things do you do?" <laughs> because again, of all the things we are, I'm kind of the sporty one, and Rin. Rin isn't, and it's just, you're, you're it, definitely the sporty spice. It was really very funny um, to me because I was like, <laughs> "All right, there, posh." Um, <laughs> when you say you do sporty things with your right hand, I'm sh- I'm sorry. Uh, Does it mean you color? I mean, wh- what is it that you do with your right hand? So for the, the sports <laughs> balls, she uses the sports balls sports in her balls right hand. All right of the sports Thank balls. You, Mitch. I mean, because and the even, sports the sports sticks, I, sports balls and sports, sports sticks, sticks go in the right. right hand. Hand. And everything a else. Hand. Well, I mean, because when I said that, you were in your corner, like laughing, because it was a, it was an image, right? Like, I like, could just see her bowling in like a tennis skirt and a polo shirt. It's, it's so much. It was She's so like, hold funny. on, I gotta write something down. That's from my left hand. <laughs> All right, back to sport ball, right hand. It was. Do you have a glove on your right hand, like your sport oh glove God. or your sport ball? Is well, perfect? I have my mitt, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> your bowling mitt. <laughs> and oh everything breaks loose. Well, um, so anyway, right. I just had to... That has nothing to do with toxic just masculinity. Wait, I will say, that has to it, me making fun of you. I'm it, sorry. Wait a minute. I, just, I have to say, in my defense... I was forced to try to play every sport as I was growing up. So I dribble with my right hand and things of that nature. All right? It's just the- <laughs> it was like toxic masculinity on a girl level. Right? Like it was that ver- it was the girl version of toxic masculinity. When you say you when you say you dribble with your left hand, is that I dribble with golf my right dribbling? Hand. <laughs> no baseball. Football. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. But that's actually kind of something. I did legitimately tackle a girl playing basketball one yes. time. Yes, because you thought it was wrong sport. No, yes. no, because I just needed something to happen. Okay, well, that's I'm okay with that. But anyway, so <laughs> so the so bowling was a, a great exercise in toxic masculinity and how. When um, was it? Our boys. But was it actually? I don't know. Is that toxic masculinity or is that just masculinity? No, it's toxic. Like, what was the point of it? 
Was it necessary for them to I don't <laughs> instruct know. you for one? Was well, it necessary before, for it them not to effective? I don't it wasn't so. effective. Also, like, were they doing it again to make themselves feel better about their really bad games? Like, I, I mean, look, when I go to like, a, if I'm going to the gym and I have somebody teaching me a class, like, they better look how I want to look. Right. Okay. Same idea. Like, so why would I have I you two? <laughs> Non-bowlers, obviously, I, trying to teach me. I think men are genetically compelled to try to explain to explain games and sports. And well, spe- okay, and skilled, yes. skilled and, and, and you notice they didn't do it with me. No. And so, like, because you're like the girl who's just so helpless and sweet and can't manage to put a ball down a lane. Well, but I can. But you can. <laughs> and why ever? I mean, they both know, because I'm super aggressive. Like, if they try to tell me, I'll be like, when you start winning, you can give me pointers. <laughs> When you're beating me. When you're beating me. Unlike You now. can give me pointers. Right. And so they won't do it because they know I'm going to say that to them. But you, you're going to be like... Oh, I am oh. babies. I did... Yes. I, the, I mean, the reaction would not have been the same had they tried to talk to you about... That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess you're the target. <laughs> that's been my whole life. I mean, so geez. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> God love them. Okay. Yes. So... When we're when we're talking about this stuff, is it media? Is it social pressure? Is it biological? Is it evolutionary, like Valerie Alexander level stuff, or is it like all of it? It's all of it. I think it's all of it too. I think one thing leads to another, leads to another, gets you know wrapped up in each other, and then exasperated by whatever and um, cued in. And I mean, we had we've had ads, commercial ads that. Mm-hmm have catered to this forever, right? And since, you know, TV ads came out, there have been ads that have just honed in on it. And so I think all of it has been. Well, I do think a lot of it's social. I think a lot of it is, hey, hey, boys don't act like that. Which is the same thing girls get like. Well, and other guys. Like, Like, so guys would be, Shane is going to be more open and vulnerable with you and Donnie's going to be with me, but we get them here in front of Mitch and all of a sudden they're going to be tough guys because Mitch is here. (laughs) We get to make sure Mitch knows that we're dudes. Mitch doesn't care. Yeah. Shane is a completely different person when, I mean, he's still, he's still obnoxious in all the ways that you know and love, but (laughs) But he's a better behaved obnoxious. He is much actually like sweeter and gushier with me when we're by ourselves. Like, right. I I would imagine most men are like that. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, oh, the other dudes are around. I gotta like, I gotta be like more macho. Like, yeah. if I'm too sweet to my girl, they're gonna think I'm treating her too good and give me crap for it later. We've actually had a conversation where I'm like, hey, you know, it would be okay if other people thought you liked me when we were around them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you don't have to go full on how you are when we're at home by but yourself. Like, but like, maybe every once in a while, pretend to like me. Right. Yeah. Just pretend to like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really does like me. It's just like yeah. if you could just like when we're here in front of somebody else, you don't have to make a show of it. Just like if you could allow it to be expressed in any way. Right. That's right. <laughs> but but because some dude that's around might think they're less dudely. Right. It's it's not just him. It's, no, it's, it's not just him. All of them. Right. And so you know. <sighs> <laughs> it exhausts Rin. It kind of cracks me up, and I like, I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think we've talked about like the fragile male ego, and that's that's that what you're so fragile. I've, I've been pointing it out every chance I get to the guys in my life. Well, I found this awesome quote that said, "By far the worst thing we do to males by making them feel they have to be hard is that we leave them with very fragile egos." Yep, that was a name I can't pronounce, but that we'll post. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
Well, I, I was talking, it's funny, somebody I work with, he, I used to say all the time I wanted to be, it would have been so much easier to be a guy. No. And when I was younger, I really believed it, right? Because guys, you know, you can pee anywhere you want. You can do anything you want. You can get me, you can get paid more than I can. You can get the CEO position I wanted. But you know what? I'd rather just not have the fragile male ego and be me right. and be a, be a woman and be able to be able to deal with that and not, <laughs> I mean, and I was telling him that I'm like, man, you guys are just so sensitive and repressed. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, you are so repressed and where we've been repressed like physically forever, <laughs> we are yeah. not repressed. Physically or like professionally. Professionally, that's or, right. You know. But we're not repressed in all the great ways. And I just, just as soon be me. I oh, just I would just so much rather it. But it took me to be almost 40 to be able to go, gosh, no, I don't want to be a guy. You guys are so very fragile. Yeah. I mean, man, it's it's exhausting. It, it is exhausting to think about. I mean, you know. So what is so I you know, I've said a couple times that this is this masculinity or is this toxic? Well, what's regular masculinity? What's just like is that a is that a defined thing or is that different for every man or I, we'll hear from the man in a minute, but now let's ladies decide what masculinity is. I mean, <laughs> masculinity for me is just I don't I, I don't know. I I mean, it's I think of my, I mean, I mean I think of the men in my life, and I think you know, my my father, my brother, and my husband. None of them are. They're just what they are, right? They're yeah. not. They're masculine guys. Like they all can do stuff and. You know, yeah. fix cars and all that. I mean, fine, that's masculine. Um, none of them are terribly apologetic, though. I mean, like I said with Donnie, like if he's in an emotional kind of state, he he could become apologetic. Yeah. Um, for being like he thinks it's weird to be emotional or whatever. My father and brother just aren't very emotional. They're yeah. like me, but if they are, they're not apologetic for it. Like what if it gets them there? It's like me. So it takes a lot to get us there, and then once we're there, we're not sorry for it. And so I like, I feel like my dad and my brother are a lot like me. So I don't, so for masculinity, I don't, I don't know if I have one yeah. defined term, like, you know. Well, I, there's some, I, so I grew up in a very like estrogen rich environment. So um, <laughs> yes, my, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. And so I've got my my dad is pretty like low key, and there's nothing. I wouldn't say there's something like not masculine about him, no. but he's not in your face. And and um, I had an uncle I was really close to, and he's he's like that too. Um, but I my my first real boyfriend as a, it will surprise no one. I was a late bloomer and didn't have really a boyfriend till college, except for my kindergarten boyfriend. But um, see, you were early. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like a veteran and like obviously not kindergarten boyfriend, college no, boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for thank God you clarified. Um so he was like a real like I mean he, he was, was a, a manly, manly yeah. dude. And so I think after he and I broke up, like I had I had, had this like masculine energy in my life and when it was gone, I kind of missed it. Mm-hmm. And and um my aunt this was before I met Shane. My aunt got a boyfriend, and um, he was also was quite the shock to all the women in my family. He also has a very like masculine energy. Um, he actually took me um, shooting one time, and I well, because I like he had a gun out one time, and I was like, I found myself Curious. physically. Well, no, I found myself felt like I was physically uncomfortable oh, mm-hmm. to be in a room with a gun, 
And I was like, well, that's silly because guns are guns, but they're also just a thing. And so he took me to a gun range and like, it was, it was a really cool experience. And, um, I think there is something there. And, you know, when I met Shane, Shane also didn't really mash up with my ideas of what masculinity is. Um, cause he wasn't like a veteran, like he hadn't like, you know, killed a person, anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is not what it means to be a man. And so, um, yeah. And I don't, I mean, that's what that, that's exactly it. So when we're talking about masculine, I'm like, well, I mean, my father, my brother, Donnie, Mitch, Shane, they're all guys. They're all masculine. They're all masculine in totally different ways. Well, I think and there's there's masculinity and femininity. And honestly, like we kind of all have both in us if we're if we're all being honest to a different extent, right? Um, no. No? You do not have... You and your ball <laughs> playing with your right hand. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I don't have any masculinity. <laughs> Thank but you. Like, but like <laughs> most people have like different sides of themselves, yes, right? And yes. so, like your ball handling right. hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I no, it's all good. But like, but there's beautiful things about femininity and and amazing things about masculinity. And I don't think that to categorize either one of them well, is either like, okay. necessarily bad or good. That's is right. Helpful. And it's like us both being feminine. We're just different, right? Right. I mean, one of us. I mean, Mitch might chime in here in a second about the femininity thing and how, you know, yes, I mean, outward feminine, fe, you know, um, like looking feminine. Yes. If we're wearing pink frilly, that's like, but that's kind of, isn't that old school thought, yeah, I don't right? Know that that's totally and so it's kind of the same mean. idea, right? Yeah. Like, so we can be feminine, but we're feminine two different ways. Men can be masculine in different ways. Well, and so I think what I just said, I was like, well, that's not what it means to me. Maybe that's what it is. Like maybe... Femininity and masculinity can mean different things to different people. And right. as long as your version of those things isn't hurting someone else, like right. tearing someone else down or repressing them, then, and also you're not forcing it on somebody else, right. maybe that's okay. Like maybe that's good. That's right. Yeah. So, all right, Mitch. Mitchell, what you thinking of all these, um, all this stuff? I told you guys I wanted my own entrance music, and I thought this was the most aggro thing I could possibly find. Super masculine. <laughs> so, toxic. Um, no, and I, I don't... Toxic. toxic masculinity. <laughs> it is a very real thing, I think, um, and I see it. Uh, let me preface this by reestablishing the fact that I was raised in a very estrogen-friendly home as well. <laughs> Two sisters and my mom. My dad worked a lot. Um, so I think I got out of it like I didn't get as much of it but I still see traits of it in myself as far as I don't like displaying emotion publicly um I don't like people seeing me upset and like uh anytime a family member has passed I've felt obligated to maintain a level of strength and composure for my family um I don't know that that's necessarily toxic masculinity as much as it is I just want to be there for my family and and just be that that guy yeah. that can make them laugh or whatever, and then deal with it in my own time. But at the same time, I think that's also a, a characteristic of toxic masculinity right. is I'll deal with it in my own time, in my own way, which is usually a 12-pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, we talked about that. <laughs> but a lot of the concept of 
of toxic masculinity comes from the phrase man up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is ridiculous. I think it's a, a silly phrase that people say all the time as if uh, you're having a problem, well, man up and it will go away. And it's not going to go away. It's man up and forget that it is a problem for now. Um, I think it sucks. It's really bothersome. And I think a lot of it came out of the 80s and 90s. I really do believe that's where a lot of it came from. 70s seemed much more peaceful. Uh, really, in the 60s, you know, it was, yeah, it was, so it was much like more... Yeah, it was like free love, and you could just yeah, be this... Yeah. In the 70s, you know, Robert Plant um, was wearing female t-shirts on stage playing with Led Zeppelin, and, you know, just this... Well, you look at all of them. I mean, um, Rod Stewart, all of them, like, looked yeah. kind of like chicks. I yeah. mean, oh, Rin's raising her hand now. Well, I just want to say, so, of course, I was not in the 1970s, but my... <laughs> a large frame of reference for me is that 70s show. And so you've got all of that happening. But then you've also got Red Foreman right. coming down on Eric about being like a Nancy boy all That's the time. Right. That's true. That's true. And I, I think that it was there, but I think it was starting there. And that's where it was the generation that got pissed off about hippies. And then the mm-hmm. one that came after is where that toxic masculinity had been beaten in. Because that's when they started. It started to be the exception, or that that men were like becoming weak. That right. makes total sense. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it, it's really frustrating uh, to see it because I people I don't even know how to describe it or, or really where to go with it. But it, it's almost I look at it this way. It's like the Ghetto Boys said in the song, "Damn, it feels good to be a gangster." <laughs> Real gangsta Why? homies don't flex nuts because real gangsta Why? homies know they got them. Yep. <laughs> so I don't feel obligated to walk around and let people know that I am a man and that I do manly things because I have a penis. Yeah. Like I do manly quote unquote things because those are manly things that I enjoy doing. But if I don't want to do them, I'm not good at sports. I'm not a sports person. I don't like watching sports. And that really bothers a lot of people in my social circles. What do you mean you don't want to watch the game? I don't care about the game. Like, I'll come over and drink some beers and hang out and make fun of it all, but I'm (laughs) I'm not really, no, I don't like watching sports. It's not up my alley, and that bothers people. Like, I've yeah. seen it bother people. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's what we do. Get the guts together, watch the game, drink beers, watch the game. You know? It's not what I do. I like to listen to songs, and I'm okay with admitting I like Mariah Carey. You know what? I <laughs> love Mariah Carey. I love Mariah Carey, and I love Motorhead, and I love Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> you but also I, have you a know, penis, apparently. Right. I do. <laughs> it's there. I've verified it. <laughs> um, but you know it's it's this concept if you got to have the biggest penis mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about is having the biggest wiener both and physically and metaphorically yeah and we, like you have the testicles that hang from trucks yeah giant trucks giant trucks are one of ball. those things that yeah, like, i'm that just like got balls dude and i'm like wow you got a horse farm or what no, you you live in a suburb. Why do you need a dually? Like, right. why do you need a dually then, to live in the suburb? It's because you just feel like you gotta have this big truck for right. who knows what. Like my dad currently going through his midlife crisis. It's adorable. <laughs> Two trucks. One stays at my grandmother's house in Maryville. 
Does one have balls hanging from it? No. Dang it. Mom would not let that happen. Thank God. But then he's also got all this camping gear, four grills, a four-wheeler, a jet ski, and he doesn't use any of them. Like, none of them. But he has them. Yeah. He drives his company Lexus to work. So It's amazing. You know, it's, it's just that I got to have the biggest and the best so that people will like me. And if we want to get evolutionary about it, I think it could be. I mean, if you still look at um, the animal kingdom, the males have to flaunt themselves for the females and get acceptance that way. And so I think that's an evolutionary trait of who can build me a house, start a farm, and hunt and kill and provide for my family – that's so guys do this still thinking that's how they're going to get the well, ladies. Yeah, it was opulence, you know, if you were fat and you had a big castle and you had that meant you had money, that meant right, absolutely. Right. And so now I think people are, are starting to let go of that because, well, if I need to provide for my family, I can drive two blocks that's to right. the yeah. fast food restaurant. You don't have to or, big, be the biggest guy with the biggest spear, right? You can just be cool, like you can just be a good dude with interesting tastes, right. Sometimes not so much even either of those things, apparently. (laughs) But, you know, I I was watching The Amazing Race. Uh, I'm a little bit late to the party, starting from the the beginning. 31 seasons late to the party? Yeah. Okay, Yeah, I got a long ways to go. So, um, But I was watching it, and it's very prevalent in that show of just the... It's a concept of women have their roles, and I have mine, and my role is to provide... And that's it. And I am the one that takes control and makes the decisions because I think rationally and logically instead of emotionally. And when I do think emotionally, I'm not going to admit it. (laughs) I'm just going to be pissed off about it, which will involuntarily raise that pissed offness until I'm just completely aggro and shouting for no reason. Yeah, that... Well, we've talked about like alpha... And all of that. And I think a lot of guys like want to be alpha really bad. Okay. So something that's fascinating. So I was watching, if you guys have heard of Adam Ruins Everything, it's like a really, Mm -hmm. yeah. So he basically like takes these major things we all just accept as fact and breaks down why they're not true. And so the alpha beta thing is apparently complete bull. Why? Is it? So the guy who, to the, to the extent that the guy who originally like had it as a theory wanted to keep all of his books from being sold because he went back on it. So basically, he was studying wolves, and that's right. where the whole alpha-beta yeah, thing came sure. from. And so he went back and was studying them again and realized that all the, the wolves he thought were alphas were actually just the parents. Oh. And so he wanted to like keep his books from being sold, but the alpha-beta thing had already taken off in our culture. Mm-hmm. And so it was just established as fact. Um. I don't think it's. I mean, I don't know that. It, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying and all that. And I think that we've we've called it that. But they're you know in families. So yeah. mine has always been a matriarchal but family. My grandmother yeah. run ran stuff. My mom runs stuff. I run stuff. Like well, ironically, you know, the the you know animal that we're most cl- oh boy, <laughs> Katrina. <laughs> hey Katrina. Uh, we um, turn our phones off. It, it was, By the way, it was the iPad. Sorry. Oh. And we were talking about that dirt thing and rubbing dirt off. That's my goddaughter saying dirt don't hurt yeah. because it doesn't. Yeah. But I love how you Sorry. asked me if my phone was on silent before the, well, we started recording. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> my phone was on silent. It's a stupid iPad. Mitch made, me get a, <laughs> Mitch made me get a keyboard for the iPad because the 
the surface was making too much noise. And then there came Clara's voice, just dirt don't hurt and all over the place. Sorry, y'all. So this is, I would like to establish that this is my fault. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Mitch Wheeler. Uh, Absolutely. Of course it's your fault. (laughs) Um, You're a man. Everything's your fault. Keep your acceptance of that and your reaction non-toxic, please. (laughs) Yes, thank Uh, you. (laughs) But what I was going to say, so our, our closest animal, you know, whatever, is the bonobo. And they are uh, matriarchal. Hmm. So, yeah, I think that the the concept of alpha males is, I mean, especially, and this is what we have to remember: it's like everything that used to be, it's not. Like we've evolved so much that you have to understand where the concept of natural selection is moot. In yeah. our society, everybody, the weak, the strong, the w- worthy, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, however you want to look at it, everybody gets a shot most of the time. Um, and so I think having that alpha male concept just it does nothing but creates bullying and these situations. Like, I, I mean, none of the guys, like Kyle's probably the closest to a toxically masculine person I know, and he's... He doesn't do it to other people. It's himself that he's destroying with the concept of I have to provide. I have to work six days a week. I have to work every opportunity I have for overtime so that I can provide for my family. And I have to make sure that they have this and they have this. And whether it's at no, whatever cost it is to me. I'm not the one that matters here. Well, that's right. And that is that is what we, in our own personal lives, see more than we see it against each other, like against you all. Like Shane does it more to Shane. Yeah. And Donnie does it more to Donnie. You do it more to yourself. Like, you guys don't do it to each other. I've never one time heard Donnie or Shane say, oh, Donnie should man up. Oh, Shane should man up. Or Mitch right. should man No, they do it to themselves. It's, it's that internal. And I think that's really the worst of it. It's not so much what guys are telling other guys. It's what guys are doing to themselves. Well, it's both. But yeah, I think that the the more harmful of the two is that. Because if I have a buddy who comes over and sees my coloring books or my Mariah Carey records and they're like, what? What's this, bro? Like, we, you listening to Mariah Carey? Yeah. yeah. You say one more word and you're going to be listening to Mariah Carey too. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's, it's like that <laughs> right. where if... It's right, addressed to somebody, especially once you get to a point and you get comfortable with yourself and your masculinity, which I think is is a completely different episode mm-hmm. as being comfortable with masculinity uh-huh. um, and how that looks. But you just get comfortable in your in your own skin and you're like, no, this is what I like to do. And you can deal with those repercussions that you have and those judgments of yourself. But when other people do it, you're like, mm, whatever. So? Yeah. Yeah, right. So what? It just you know? yeah, it's that whole being more hard on yourself really than anything almost yeah. is just yeah, because like people like you and Shane and Donnie, you're all like, well, you can say whatever you want. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna be me. Well, it's but, like Shane's response to the commercial. No, yeah. it didn't offend me. Because right. I don't I don't I have don't I have care. other things to worry about right. than to be offended by that. That's right. And quite frankly, I find the fact that people were offended by it to be very unmasculine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do talk about snowflakes and stuff, and so that's a whole nother. Yeah, don't forget, <laughs> Shane was not offended by it because he's not an oversensitive baby. Right, right. <laughs> which which is a, actually, that's what a lot of tax, toxic masculinity is, is don't stop being that's sensitive. Stop being, sensitive. Stop being so okay. sensitive. Yeah. What do you mean I can't say that? What do you mean I can't say that? It's a free country. I can say whatever I want. I'm a man in America. And, and you're like, 
No. Eh. No, you can't. Yeah. Are you also afraid of being accused of being attacked? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Just kidding. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's wrapping it on up there. So, you know, um, if you're a guy, then, you know, feel free to express your feelings in a way that would be okay for any other human to express their feelings. Yep. They're okay. It's okay. Yeah. Come at us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or as we say at the Vargas House, stay in your lane, bro. Oh, sorry. Um, all right. So find us at thatotherfword.com, anywhere podcasts are found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, thatotherfwordpod. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, come on. Do that, please. Yeah. And and tell a friend to subscribe. Like, just take their phone and subscribe for them. Perfect. Just do it. And they'll love it. So. And also review us and rate us. And uh, we love you so much. And remember... Feminism isn't a bad word. word.